Hey folks, welcome to the show and thank you for tuning in. Today I got something lined up a little bit different from what most would expect of me. <laughs> to most I'm generally seen as the boring fellow who goes on and on about economics and monetary policy and monetary principles and hardcore libertarian preaching. <laughs> Uh, but today, uh, I've I've got a guest on the show that has a fascinating and inspirational story that I feel deserves to be shared, and I think you'll find it quite interesting listening uh, to the remarkable young man I have coming on to talk with us. He's called Ryan Collins, and he's going to be with us today. Uh, but before before that, just a few things. I um I want I want to thank you all for the support for the debut episode of this show. I've had some good feedback, and I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, I'm, I'm sure you'll agree. Dan Lidicott provided some great insights into the Libertarian Party's home affairs policy. Uh, again, I must apologise for the poor audio quality in parts of that episode. There seemed to be a software stroke microphone glitch that affected the recording of my mic. Uh, it kind of happened after we had already started recording and I had no idea until I played it back as the original song test was fine. I'm, run I'm running it through Windows 10 and these things, they, uh, they, they never run smoothly, do they? And as I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing and I'm just winging it as I go along, I have no clue what the problem was. <laughs> so, uh, but I was a bit bummed out and normally I would have just canned it and just re-recorded it, but as I had already captured the interview with Dan and i felt the natural flow was great i didn't really want to lose that so however i've done a complete rehaul i've uh, changed the software i'm using different recording software and i've replaced the mic so hopefully my technological ineptitude can be masked by the assistance of idiot proof technology well we can live in hope can't we and second let me remind you good people of my special offer exclusively for you listeners of my show as you'll no doubt know by now the official party conference for the libertarian party is taking place on saturday october 19th 2019 at the victoria warehouse in manchester and i know you were just dying to get your hands on tickets well this is where i have a fantastic offer you simply cannot refuse if you go to the official Libertarian Party website, uh, which is www.libertarianparty.co.uk, on there you'll find a link to the Eventbrite page where you can purchase your tickets. Now, when you purchase your tickets, on the checkout page, if you put in the code LIBERTARIAN123, as listeners of this show, you will be given 25% discount on the price of your tickets. That's a, a massive saving, which is valid right up to the day of the conference. So, Libertarian123, that's all one word with the numbers 1, 2, and 3 on the end, and it's a capital L, because I believe it's case sensitive. Libertarian123 for 25% off uh, tickets to the conference. And I look forward to seeing you all in Manchester on October the 19th. Okay, let's get to this week's guest. Ryan Collins is a young man who uh, he himself admits that he found his life on a dark and self-destructive path. Um, trapped in the cycle of perpetual instant gratification at the price of longer-term misery, 
uh, Ryan became truly inspired to do a complete 180 turn in transforming his life around. He lifted himself, conquered his demons, and today the future looks bright for the now fledgling entrepreneur. I genuinely do think not only does his story make for fascinating listening, uh, but it can also be of some help to anyone who may feel their lives are on a similar path to where Ryan's was. And I'm delighted that today he's here to share it with you. So without further ado, here's Ryan Collins. Ryan, well, welcome to the show. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Thanks for thanks for having me on. It's a nice surprise um, for you to reach out. Oh, my absolute pleasure. I mean, thank you for coming on. I... Um, I say I wanted to feed you because I do generally think uh, what you've done and how you've gone about doing it has been sort of very encouraging. Mm. And seeing uh, kind of where you were and in, in your life, if you like, and where you are now, uh, which you've achieved purely through um, your own determination and willingness to make changes and make a success of yourself, I think is something that really should be commended and is a very positive example that I think others... Uh, can and will gain some inspiration by yeah absolutely well um it's um yeah it's a pleasure to be here and um also i mean i'm kind of on this mission and i have been for sort of two years or so and and just to have someone actually recognize that i mean i started i i started posting um when i started making changes and things i started posting for my own accountability which uh, we can talk about later um because it's a massive part of 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 how how i got to where i am and um it's just amazing to have someone actually recognize that start to finish um so so yeah i appreciate it thanks for thanks for grabbing me okay so i've i've known you for quite a long time uh so let's yeah. start at the beginning tell us a bit about 12 years i think something like that it's got to be i've i don't keep count <laughs> <laughs> but um but tell, tell us a bit about where, where you come from, what life was like in the beginning for you, as in generally, uh, were you, can you, would you generally say you were a happy or unhappy person, and sort of what were the influential factors in your life that you feel may have sent you down any particular path or course that your life uh, happened to take? Yeah, sure, and um, I'll, I'll, try and um, I'll try and keep it brief, because obviously we've all got a story. Um, but let's go from um, let's just go from leaving school. I suppose uh, leaving school, um, I sort of was a bit clueless. I was kind of um, a bit um, naive as to you know what what were, because in school I was a bit of a clown, a bit of a joker. You know, I was I was trying to fit in. I had a bit of a funny sort of upbringing, not very social. Uh, got bullied a little bit. I'm I'm not here for sympathy, <laughs> but um, I'm just set, I'm just sort of setting up where. Um, how, how this sort of happened. So, so through school, I, I was kind of a bit um, not too social. I was the sort of class clown, and and then leaving school, I was you know thrown into work and and didn't didn't really sort of I don't know how you don't expect to have to work, but it hit me quite fast and hard, and I went from sort of job to job, and I think pretty much like um, a lot of people do is just from sort of sixteen. Um, actually from my call center from call center experience from about 19 I think I went call center to call center and job to job kind of looking for that pay rise for sort of 10 years or so and um, I did the usual thing and and I I would I'd go out on the weekend and drink um, 
and um, I dabbled in dabbled in other stuff as well. Um, not sure how much you want me to go into, but um, no, no holes barred, mate. No, no, like. that's no, that's fine. So, um, so I mean, yeah, uh, pretty much uh, from leaving school at sixteen, I did some basic labouring jobs. Uh, worked in a casino, then a call centre, and, and then up until when twenty two thousand fourteen, I got a job in a big sort of uh, corporate job. Uh, which at the time I was, you know, I was buzzing to get that job. Um, it was like 22 grand a year. And I spent five years in that job and just lived the sort of Friday to Friday, went out, did the done thing, had the drinks, went out. Um, except um, over these years, um, I developed a gambling habit, which is probably probably the worst, the worst habit that I've had. And um, ultimately, I was, I was, I just got to the point where I was completely irresponsible with my money and, and I, I had no control over it. So I, I would have to, um, and, and I think this, a lot of this comes from, um, a lot of addictions and things. I know I'm diving straight into it, but a lot of di- addictions and things come, there's a root cause, which is just basically a lack of something in your life. Um, so maybe you're trying to fill a void where something's missing, um, with me, I think confidence was maybe uh, a big part of, of drugs and stuff because I could go out and take drugs and, and be confident and happy. It's not real confidence and happiness, but, um, so I, so I got drawn into that and then, and then the gambling side of it as well. I remember when I was 17, I, I actually remember the, the day I'd never noticed a bookies. Like I would walk, I would. I'd walk down the street. I always saw the bookies. I never really understood what, what they meant, and I never cared. And uh, someone took me to a bookies on, on a lunch, and I had a pound, and I put a pound in, and I won 20 pounds, and I waved it in his face like, uh, I won 20 quid. I think he lost 20 quid, and he was like, don't worry, you'll do it back. And um, 10 years later, I think when I was 26, I had 19,500 pounds of debt from gambling, um, drugs and buying and selling you know stuff because I, I i i'm one of those guys that when i get addicted to something whether it's good or bad i'll get really uh you know i'll go all in so unfortunately for me i did that with drugs and gambling but at the same time i did it with djing i did it with guitar um and there just came a point where you know where i had to i had to do something about it so um i suppose that that takes us up until um, when I when I sort of started making changes, um, you mentioned about the drinking and as yeah. well as the gambling. Yeah. Um, how did that affect your work life? Um, yeah. So I mean, now I can't imagine ever got, getting anywhere um, if dr- drinking on the weekend because I did quit drinking in two thousand and. 17 around christmas um and it wasn't just the drinking i I'd, I'd go out for two days you know and do drugs on the weekend as well and completely exhaust my body and um the problem was in in this corporate job for the five years i was dragging myself through it um obviously you know mondays no one likes a monday after after just going out on a saturday um or a friday but um and i was going overboard i was i was I could not have any money in my bank. Everything had to go. Um, I would get to payday. All my direct debits were set up to go out on the first of the month. 
so that I wouldn't have to worry because I had so little self-control that I couldn't trust myself to have any money. So I would blow my money out, like exhaust my body out, and then I would work the four weeks till payday. And I did that for five years. And in the job, the job was hard uh, anyway. It, it was very high pressure. Uh, and people were getting promoted around me. And um, it just, that 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 whole thing, um, You not only was I starting to get ashamed of my antics on the weekend um, and ashamed of having no money, ashamed of not being able to just attend things socially, not not being able to just go out for one drink and go home, you know, all this sort of stuff. Now people were getting promoted around me and I felt ashamed to be in work because I felt like an idiot, you know what I mean? So um, I, I genuinely felt like an idiot in that place and, and I, I, um, that, well, well, yeah, it sort of, it, it carried on into the week, you know, the weekends carried on into the week and the anxieties, the social anxieties and everything sort of crept up, um, which is another thing. I mean, I've not so much social anxiety, but I've suffered with, with, I have panic attacks quite a lot. Um, so yeah, so, so I mean, drinking on the weekends, fine if you can do it and, and go home. Um, but for me, it, it was different and I'm not saying that you shouldn't drink if you can go out and have one one or two that's great but i now now that now that i've quit quit booze for so long um i couldn't i just can't even you when you see the benefits uh over doing it for like a year and then you realize how we are in a bit of a trap with it and most people probably have a, a bit of a weekend addiction to drinking that they don't realize until they try to quit right because you've got sober october and stuff like that and people don't even do that and you've got to really think about like, am I actually, if it's that hard to go a weekend without one or two to take the edge off, maybe, maybe it's worth looking at, you know? Yeah. Um, how about on the social aspect? Now I know obviously you say you were like drinking at weekends and stuff, mm. um, but how about your, your friends? And I don't mean maybe people you just met in the pub and yeah. sort of, I mean, you're, real friends and family and um, how, how did they react around you were, were they supportive or did they try yeah. put any distance between you or mm. yeah well something that I've come to realize um, so as far as real friends go I'll be completely truthful and say I probably couldn't count count them on one hand and um, it's liberating to know that because it means that I can put my energy in myself and 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 um, the, the reason for that is, is because I, I spent so long, um, like when I started DJing, people would tell me that I should, I started DJing my, in, in my room, uh, because I just liked the actual physical mixing of the tunes. I never really was that into the music and the scene, but because of that, people would tell me, you know, you should go and do it out. You're really good. And, um, I started doing that, but then I got drawn into circles where I always felt like, if I'm completely honest, I felt a bit out of place. Like you'd go out and you'd end up at these house parties and I never, there was always something missing. I always felt like maybe I was a bit of a scapegoat for a laugh or um, this just wasn't me. And and these weren't, weren't really the situations that I wanted to be in. Um, but, and, and you know, the, the, I, I think especially if you go out and do drugs and stuff, you, you're, on, you're on a come down afterwards and, and all your 
serotonin levels have dropped and you think about stuff and you have those 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 deep thoughts about you know um it's kind of embarrassing and, and whether people really like you and stuff like that and feel ashamed and you want to forget the forget the weekends and and it's a horrible cycle to be in because then when you're fine again when you're fresh it's all it all starts with one drink going out for that one you know and um and uh also that i mean like as far as family go i mean <laughs> my mum uh has been just amazing throughout throughout this like she uh she would hold my for for years um we 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 knew what was going on but the the best thing i ever did was was i told my mum i think i rang her once i did 2000 pound in a weekend in a casino and i rang her crying on a credit card. i did it on a credit card i rang her crying i was like mum i got I'd moved out. I said, I've got serious problems here. You know, like I've done two grand. I'd been up for two days um, as well. And um, I was dreading what she would say. And she kind of, she didn't flip out. She didn't escalate the situation. She was like, well, you're a dick and you need to sort it out kind of thing. And, and in the end, the... I promised my mum to quit drinking because the the final straw was um, that that I, I it was more the guilt. I now I, this is the thing. I was never um, it was no, I was now I never cared about myself. Do you know what I mean? It was I was like oh well I'll do another month without money. It was just the shame and the guilt and just my mum and just thinking like I would lose it and then borrow her money and she was doing everything to help me. And I was just doing nothing to make that easier for her. So um, I think that was a massive part of me really, really sorting my sorting my shit out. You say you were borrowing money uh, from your mother. Now, yeah. during your sort of heaviest or, you know, heavy gambling phases, mm. um, was there a point where you were either just doing it purely for the thrill of it or were you really uh, trying to pay debts which uh, you might have acquired yeah. through the gambling. Yeah, well, the, this is this is the the spiral, um, because, and and this is where the loop needs to be broken as well. Uh, it's because the the only when when you gamble, you can put. I I just want to say as well, like I'm not, <laughs> I I I don't I can only say my experiences as well. I'm not like a medical professional or of anything. Course. And um, I can only say what, like, as authentically as possible, what actually helped me. But um, when you gamble as well, that the the debts you you can't you don't remember the wins. You remember all the losses, and the debts sort of pile up, and and then it gets to the point where, especially, so you work. Um, they, it all ties together, really. Like you work for ten pound an hour, say, and you've got two grand in debts, two hundred hours. And you can go to a casino one day and you can put money in and win 10, 15 times that in, in minutes. So as much as you try and get away from it, the and and you see people do it and when your friends do it and everything like that and, and people win accumulators and, and big bets and you see it and you just chase that, that, that dream of getting that one payday that is going to pay the debts. I, I was I was deep in poker at one point as well. I was playing uh, playing silly money tournaments um, and with silly money when you're when you're on just over grand a month and paying a grand a game. It is a silly money um, when you haven't got it. So um, 
the highs and lows just got bigger you know like you you'd have a, a bigger win and then you would bet bigger to because that next one is going to clear the debt so yeah i think i think over the long term it was not being able to let go of what had happened and um let go of like you know the the, the debt and stop thinking per hour um because nobody wants to think about well 19 grand that's oh my god my mass that's a thousand nine hundred hours yeah in, at 10 pound an hour do you know what i mean like no one wants to work that um so yeah so when you realize what you've but you can do that in you can you can lose it in minutes and you it will take years to get back on a wage how often did you win in a gambling um you know well just a just a bit less than i lost and and it would just be the poker i was actually you know i was i was all right at it i was I would get good at it, but I'm not very, but I'm not very patient. You've got to be quite patient for that. And then I started kidding myself that that was a social thing that I enjoyed, but it's not because you're winning money at the end of the day. And I think whenever you can win money, um, there's there's always that gambling aspect of it. Even in business, I suppose, um, there's always a gambling aspect. It's just it's an investment, but. It's not. Your, it's a calculated investment in poker, as opposed to you know slot machines and stuff like that, which which are, the odds are always against you and they always will be. That's right. I say you call it the gambler's fallacy, don't they? <clears throat> yeah. What, yeah. What absolutely. was your biggest win? Um, I think probably probably put in you know 10 20 pound in a slot machine and getting about three grand out as far as a ratio goes um yeah so nothing huge but no it's not not astronomical encourage you know oh it's enough to make you go and put another tenner in yeah for sure Um, what was the most you ever lost was it the two grand Mm, i've probably done like four grand in a month maybe on a credit card yeah I was, I was, um, at one point I was doing a hundred pound a spin on a slot machine, um, and doing cocaine at the same time. <laughs> Crazy. So, I mean, if you want the quickest way to dump money in the world, do those two things. So, yeah. And, and it was like the, the, the one high, the one high would, because they both, both both those highs, both those dopamine levels start dipping straight away. So the one high would, would go and then I would need the other one. And then that would go. And honestly, this is the point where I was like about to break. You know, I got to the lowest, the lowest of the lowest of the low. When you chase those those two highs and in such a short time, so, so much of a high to so much of a low and losing all your money. Um, overnight, you know, it can take you to dangerously low levels, you know, where I just, um, easiest way to say it is I just didn't want to be here. Okay, so you've mentioned um, the cocaine, um, mm. you mentioned obviously the drinking and the gambling and yeah. obviously the unhappy sort of working situation. How did all this affect your health, Maybe you know, both physically and mentally? Yeah, well, um that's a good good question um i've thought about this recently because uh, i i started training mma in when was that i think it was 2016 and it was probably like 
peak times. Um, I remember actually because the the one of the people I trained with used to you know say cokehead or something like that. I can't remember, and that again embarrassed me. But but I started training MMA, and I really wanted to sort it out. Um, I had a girlfriend before, uh, and she um, we we broke up, and I know that drugs was one part of that as well. Um, and it really made me want to like replace it with something. And I started training to try and get in shape and I was going to go traveling. Um, and that was the thinking about it. When I was in, uh, that the corporate job, I was saving up to go to Thailand because I, I needed a goal to, to check, to help me save. Um, and I was like, I'm going to save up like two grand and go to Thailand, go traveling, do something different. Um, and the the health, um, as you you're, you're probably aware, like um, especially with jujitsu, you get skin infections quite easily, like staph infections. I had staph in my leg. I had an ulcer in my lip. I had a, an abscess. I had um, I would just have rashes and bruises, and I would get injured. Um, I tore my meniscus, and I think a lot of and now I don't. You know, I get we get ragged about, but I just don't get the same. I take care of my hygiene, you know, use antifungal soaps and stuff and incinerate my clothes every day. But, um, there's just, it's just not on the, on the same level. And I used to be able to train like two days and then I was asleep for like a day where I was drained. I was ruined. Um, I never, I wasn't, I wasn't too healthy. And, and also, I mean, when you drink, you want to, go and eat junk food because there's that that myth in there that like oh some stodgy food will sort your hangover out you know go and have a a greasy meal then and i think everything sort of just stemming from the initial one pint um is negative from there on until you're sober again basically but um yeah so the diet the diet wasn't great um diet wasn't great and skin infections and stuff like that and spent more time out out of the gym than in the gym which obviously meant more time for recreational things so what was the actual turning point you know what was the moment that made you stop and assess the situation assess your life yeah you decided enough was enough what made you get a grip of it get a grip of it all and decide to turn your life around yeah this is this this is the bit that I, I think about this this point um, nearly every day really because um, I make sure to realize like how grateful I am for you know I work for myself I'm not on amazing money and, and I'm not I'm not trying to I don't know put myself somewhere I'm not but but to me to me the freedom freedom of just no anxiety not feeling like an idiot being in control having goals being sober that is just the best most liberating feeling in the world um that you know um i i think you can't replicate really so um the turning point was and i remember this before christmas 2017 we got paid for five week months so before the new year i think yeah sorry before the new year you know, sometimes you get paid before Christmas. So it's like the 25th or something like that. Um, uh, 24th, you get paid, but then you don't get paid until the end of January. And this was 2007. This was December, 2017. And 
that that payday because I had all my bills set up to go out on the first. We got paid on like the twenty third or the twenty fourth, um, and that night I went out and I did the did the same thing and I went out and I went out for one drink, same thing, bit of coke, casino. I did like eight hundred pound. I get I I was getting paid one thousand four hundred pound a month. 800 pounds straight in, um, tenner in my sock to get a taxi home. I put it there because I knew what, um, this is This is how ridiculous it was. I had the tenner in my sock because just, you know, I, I know I knew what I was like and it was that out of control that I would just walk, walk to my own demise. Um, and I went to the casino. Uh, it was a casino in Lackworth, which is a couple of miles away from where I lived. And pretty much the same thing the slot machines and stuff like that and um and then i did like the 800 pound or something and because it my bills hadn't gone out that left me 300 and something pound that i had to pay for bills that i didn't have and then i had to live for five weeks so it wasn't even a normal month it was five weeks uh, in this job bear in mind this job i've never been promoted in the job I was miserable and 40 hours a week in there. Um, this was a really low point. And, and when I was in the taxi on the way home, I like pretty much was welling up thinking, texting my mum, mum, I've done it again. You know, I, I'm still off my face at this point. Mum, I've done it again. Um, like, um, I accept the bills haven't gone out. So I need to borrow money for the bills and stuff like that this was i'm thinking this was the 30th of december actually because i worked new year's eve and that was the turning point so what happened was the usual same same shit as before went home didn't sleep still off my face thinking about what i've done now i owe my mum 350 quid i gotta wait for her to wake up to this text message um, you know, the text message that she loves getting. And um, I said to her, the, it's, the, it's the one drink. It's the drink. Like, if I don't drink, because I didn't drink leading up to going away to Thailand before, and I never had this problem. I never had these urges or compulsions to do anything stupid. Um, so I said, I'm going to stop it. I'm going to stop it and mainly... I'm going to stop it for me, but I'm going to stop it for you as well, because you don't deserve, uh, this is why I text my mum, sorry, so I, I was like, I'm going to, and she was like, yeah, you say this all the time, right, and that, when I, when I was, the, 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 the actual biggest turning point was New Year's Eve in the day, there was someone posted up um, on, on their wall that they need someone to take money on the door of a nightclub um, for time and a half. Uh, or double time or something um, for New Year's Eve for the night. So I was just lying on my sofa, completely dead, you know, come down, hangover, no money the, the, the night after. So, yeah, so I must have gone out on the 30th. And on the 31st, he posted this thing, and it was five-hour shift uh, until 2. So what's that, like 9, 10, 11, 12, 12, 12. Yeah, I think it was about 9 p.m., New Year's Eve, until 2 a.m. Um, and it was like 12 pounds an hour or something like that. And what happened was 
um, because I was quitting drinking as well. And I think this, I combined two things here. So I didn't want to go, but I thought, because what the first thing I thought, and I recognized this straight away, was I thought, yeah, but 60 pound isn't going to cover the 800 pound. It's not going to cover 19 grand, you know, and you're never going to get that in the one go. So I was like, yeah, but I I need to repent for my sins. And if I'm going to start making such a massive change to my life, I can at least go and work five hours and put myself. I did the two things, really, because I, I was earning the money back. But I was also my first night in a bar where I didn't drink. So I went and sat on the door, stood by the door, you know, taking the money just when people came into this nightclub. And I did the stamps and checked the list and all that sort of stuff. And um, they came up and like it was free drinks as well for barmen. Uh, and I just said, I don't drink. I di- I, and, and this is the difference. When this is uh, something massive, I think when you count days, it's all you th- if you if you quit one thing and then start counting days, all you think about every day is the day you're on. Do you know what I mean? I'm quitting booze. I'm on day two of quitting booze. I'm on day three of quitting booze. You're like putting that it's the first thing you think about. So I just told myself I I quit booze. I don't care what day I'm on. I I owned it. I was like, I don't drink. I just don't drink. I don't have to explain to anyone how long I haven't drunk for. And when I went to the bar, I said, I don't drink. I'll just have a coffee. Cheers. They're like, what? You don't drink. And they were quite impressed. And I was like, yeah, I don't drink. It's no good for me. It doesn't suit me. Um, and I took the money at the end of the night. Thank you. Put the money in my pocket, drove home sober. I actually stopped in McDonald's on the way home and I sat down and I had 60 pound in my pocket. I'd survived one night without drinking and I'd made some money without gambling. I had a McDonald's right next to the casino. I took a bite of the burger. I appreciated that moment and I put the money in my pocket and I woke up with money in my pocket. And then the next like day or two, I looked for another way to put some money in my pocket. And just from that, from that day, I wasn't focused on just not drinking. I was folk. I, I transferred all that energy into like, where can I put some more money in my pocket legally, you know, without gambling? Like, how can I, because, and, and I think I found something in my room. It was this like pack of band gift set that I'd never used. And I sold it on eBay for like 25 quid. Now I had 85 pound in my pocket and I just felt good. And it's not all about doing everything at once. Um, it's about just like, I, I just owned that. I don't drink. Um, mentality. Yeah, I just I just own that thing. I put some money in my pocket. I I killed a few birds with one stone, sort of thing. And then there was just an overhaul, just in my mindset. Um, and then I just started thinking of ways to make money, um, because that that was the root of the problem, the the root of the gambling and the the booze. Um, uh, sorry, the gambling and the drugs. The root of it was booze. And also the debt, not having money, um, the, you know, the shame and, and things like that. And as soon as I erased the booze, over time, I started becoming just proud of myself, proud of like my story and what I'm doing. Started saying no tonight's out. Um, I booked a boxing match, um, something I've always wanted to do. I just said yes to it, you know, like I'm a bit flat footed and I didn't think I'd do very well and I won it. 
but it gave me something to work towards and I transferred all the energy. I was up on the weekends training. I was replacing the, the, I, I was reclaiming my health. And then when you start seeing, feeling all the benefits, you're not so focused on that. Like, oh yeah, but it's, what about the 19 grand? Because one way or another, the 19 grand of debt was staying there anyway, you know? So I think that's the, that's the thing. If you can, personally, I, I think if you can, if you can get a few things going, let go of the past and just own the new you, just own it. Like I don't drink and people would laugh at me and go, oh yeah, whatever, we'll see next week. And I was like, all right won't bother you know won't even bother won't even bother entertaining i'm not even going to argue with that person because no no and 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 you need to like brush that off because you get you get loads of that especially when you start posting like success on your facebook and you you realize you think people will love it people hate it like people's people stop caring um they get bitter and um so that was that was the major turning point then, really. Uh, just so so, I mean, from January 2018, I I switched my mindset. I was in the gym all the time. Um, I was looking for for ways to make money and and to sell things and yeah, that that was the turning point. Now I know from seeing your posts and various videos on Facebook uh, that you are quite the unique way of making a bit of cash, which sort of uh, developed into uh, sort of where you are now so what gave you the idea to pursue the particular path you have taken and can you tell us a bit about what you were doing that sort of led up to that decision yeah yeah of course so um so the short short uh, the simple timeline of events would be that i quit booze in december 2017 june 2018 i made my first sale online April 2019, I quit my job, so less than a year later. So what happened was, um, you probably like this one. So when I was training for a boxing match, um, this is, they call it like an epiphany bridge. In um, An epiphany bridge is when you have like an aha, aha moment, that moment where when you trace back to how you then get started, that moment that actually triggered everything to get going so i i was looking for a boxing ball headband you know one of those balls that bounce um on a string yeah and everyone i found on ebay had a black band but it said love in gold letters and they all came from china and i i just i was like i don't want that i don't know why but i just don't want that headband why do they all so i, I said I yeah pretty good yeah yeah like it was like a 1980s love headband thing with a boxing ball on it so I said to my mate who I knew did a lot of eBay and stuff, I said, what are the implications of me making a making a boxing headband, like something durable, you know, that, that just looks smarter and selling it on, on eBay or, or something like that. And I kid you not, he wrote down on a piece of paper, Amazon FBA, and he gave me this piece of paper and I just put it in my wallet. I was like, yeah, he was like, just go and look at that. And I, um, I put that piece of paper in my wallet and then I went home this was probably start of 2018. And I went home and I was on the sofa and I was watching Netflix, knackered like we all are after a day of work, tired. 
and I looked at the piece of paper and I was thinking, oh, can I be asked to go and learn more now? And uh, I put on YouTube and I searched this thing and then I realized there's this thing you can do with Amazon where um, you've got the you've got this app and you can scan something with the app, any barcode pretty much um, of the more popular stuff. And you can you can sell um, clearance items on Amazon through their like third party Amazon fulfilled thing, their prime thing. So basically the simplest way is you go into like a supermarket. If you see anything on clearance with a sticker on it saying like reduce, you know, the stuff they just end of the line they have to get rid of. Yeah. Not, not the, not the typical reduced, but not really reduced stuff that's everywhere. The actual like clear, there's always the like, yeah, you start <laughs> noticing just the shit shelf where it's just like they cram everything on a shelf to get rid of it. But there you can scan this stuff and it will say, if you sold this on Amazon Prime, you'll make this much. And then you put in the cost and the difference is how much you'll make. And then to do that, what you would do is like you get a big box. You load, you can load all your all your stuff in there. So you'd scan it as you go shopping, go home, put all this stuff in one box and you send it to Amazon. And I tried that and you send it to their warehouse and and you list it on your computer, kind of like you're listing eBay stuff, except all the description, everything's already done. So it's pretty simple. You scan it, take it home, load it up, um, everything that you put in your box and you send it off and forget about it. And I did that. And then in June, my thing, um, my Amazon app lit up and it kind of reminds me of the gambling buzz when you get the ding and the money comes in and, um, the except this is after some hard work as well so it's re, it's, re, it's really rewarding when it's like 200 quid today um and and the things started firing off and like i sold a box of stuff and like for me that was just that just lit lit the fire in my belly i was like i don't i i had this belief that and this was in june 2018 i was like i don't care um what it takes I, I knew I was getting out of the job because I just, I just knew that 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 I loved that feeling so much and that desire and and how I'd worked it out step by step, everything it took to get there, to get it listed, to get it done. I was like, I can, it's all following instructions. Everything you know to do anything, all you do is follow instructions. And um, I I started booking off a Friday and a Monday, around a long weekend like a crazy person going to supermarket to supermarket just picking up all this crap taking it home my house looked like a warehouse um and i was just ordering boxes and started ordering all the stuff i needed bear in mind this is the same person that like six months before had to have a bank balance of zero now i i was buying stuff for my business i had money coming in money going out and i didn't even think about it I did not think about spending anything about myself because by that point, the the focus had completely switched to making the money and and like you don't want to spend it when you make your own money, you don't want to spend it at all. No, no. It's like it, it's crazy. You think you have loads of money, you'd be like, or people think that you know rich people are really tight. Well, it's just because there's so much pride gone into getting that money. It's not a salary, you know. It's hard you get out what you put in. So. Um, yeah, so I started doing that, um, like crazy every weekend, uh, boxing stuff up, sending it off. My girlfriend at the time helped me and my mum, um, was helping me. And, um, but, but what happened was over, so, so if, 
if anyone does listen to this and wants to try that, I think it's good if you want to make a bit of cash. I don't think it's a permanent um, unless you find some you hit a gold mine it's not really a job replacement but um yeah it's a side hustle that's that's what the cool kids call it so um you can go out on a weekend if you've got a day off you can go you know or if you're just in a store and you see it scan something with the app send it off see what happens see if it but 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 the main thing is i had to go and do it that don't don't put the barrier in your head oh yeah but i've got to work this out just go and do it and work it out make the mistakes fuck up time and time again you have uh, the the biggest killer of everyone's dreams is procrastinating and just not taking the first step because you're gonna have to learn and do stuff afterwards so if any if any part of you feels like you want to change something you have to just go and take action immediately um and don't worry about it being perfect ever so um what happened over a few months i made about three thousand pound i think um and i was like that was a hard i think it was actually like six months so an extra three grand is nice um but i i was like that was that was a really hard six months and a lot of work and i'm not sure my hourly rate is really um, justified here for what I did. So I was like, I started looking for, um, but in this time I was in groups on Facebook and started realizing there's a lot of people on Facebook do, and a lot of groups doing online marketing, making money online legitimately. Um, it's not a scam. People here make money online and think that's a scam. But another thing that will keep you broke is being skeptical. I mean, if you're skeptical about anything, not willing to invest in anything or pay anyone, there's a good chance that you're just not going to move forward um, because of that. So like sometimes you have to take the risk. But in these groups, I started seeing screenshots then. Uh, They were a different kind of screenshot, but they also had sales figures and numbers on. And I was like, well, I did this, I can do that. So I started trying to find out what it was and, and, and it got me into drop shipping. So basically you, you, you set up a website, you list stuff from a Chinese wholesaler on there at a marked up price and you run an advert. Say it's like um, the, these little viral adverts for gadgets and, you know, kind of stupid stuff that people buy on impulse on Facebook. I mean, there's one at the moment. It's like this thing that you chew and it gives you a better jawline. I know that sounds ridiculous. <laughs> it sounds ridiculous. but um, I've got, got three, three of them. Yeah, I'm sure you have. Um, but you chew this thing and it gives you a better jawline and it's like um, this, these ads have got millions of views and if they've got millions of views it means they're still paying for them and if they're still paying for them it means they're making money off them so these little niche gadgets and stuff um, so some of them are ridiculous but uh, they people would build a store and then when you get paid you order from the Chinese wholesaler and you send it to the to the customer. I'm not saying this is a great business model. I hated it. I absolutely hated it. I don't like building websites. But in that time, I built four websites. Like, I was just on fire. I would go home after work. I'd be on the computer and I would work until 12, 1 o'clock. I'd be building websites. It's probably not the healthiest thing to do, but it's healthier than going out and taking loads of cocaine. So so I just just got obsessed and, um, and I lost all my money doing that. Uh, and I, for what I, and I, my, I was like, oh, well, I've learned to build websites. I've learned to run ads. I learned to make videos. I've learned, do you know what I mean? I looked at everything I learned, 
that is relevant nowadays and I spent three grand on learning it. And I was like, that's not the end of the world. What next? Because that money was never mine anyway. The money was there. It's a business investment. And um, that led me on to thinking, well, I don't like this model because I know the stuff that comes from China is crap because I ordered some myself. And nothing looks like it does on the advert. The shipping takes like four to six weeks. You get people emailing you, complaining, kicking off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's crazy. I don't. Um, so yeah, so so I learned I learned all this stuff, and and then that's when I don't know if you remember, but so so all along this this time as well, I, I was posting on Facebook. Um, I did a long post, and it got loads of love, and it really changed how I looked at Facebook. It's like um, Facebook is essentially a newspaper uh it's a newspaper you scroll through it like a newspaper it's a social newspaper uh but there's businesses in there and there's ads as well there's adverts i i put the adverts in the newspaper basically and it it changed how i looked at scrolling and wasting time scrolling through instagram and facebook i'm still guilty of it now and then but it was like wow it's an addiction i mean like everyone's glued to their phones now and i was like you can be two people in that world you can be on the receiving end of it while you're in there's two ways you can look at it you can do the 40 hour work week for someone else and scroll through the newspaper and then pay someone who's working for themselves 20 hours a week you know and i was like i want to be on the other side of that fence excuse me so i started looking at facebook uh at facebook like that i started cutting down on I, I removed myself and I actually removed people uh, from any ne- negative posts, anything that just is like daily crap food and stuff like I just <laughs> it sounds savage, but I just removed those people. I was like, I'm, I, if this is going to become like my business real, if you like, I started joining groups about marketing, joining groups about um, videos and animating making money online and all that sort of stuff and started unfollowing all all the stuff that was distracting me. So now I can scroll through and I reckon within 10 minutes I can find a job opportunity somehow um, that I could, you know, talk to someone or make a video for someone or do some ads or help someone. So that I optimized that. I started only posting about that. And at the start, you know, I got a lot of shit for it um, off mates. They kind of thought, what like right ends this online marketing thing but you just got to do it you know you've got to buy into your your persona that that page becomes your cv the facebook page is your cv people online who need a video made are going to look at my my page now and they're going to know that that's the guy um i think i jumped the gun a bit just uh i'll break down the last bit so we did the drop shipping then i started doing facebook ads for businesses instead uh, because that way, so what I could do, um, you know, I think actually the first uh, person I got results for was for my own jiu-jitsu club. So, um, like, I love my gym. Um, I get along well with my with my coach. And, and he'd seen, like, what you saw I started posting and that I'm trying out things with marketing. And, and, and he was like, do you want to have a stab? And I sold out the event. So I ran some Facebook ads for him. We got a video. I ran that video, I wrote the ad copy, you know, um, I linked it up to the sales page and I ran like an early tickets, standard tickets, late tickets. I ran the event, got like 11 
ROAS, which is like ROI. So if you think you put £400 in, you get five grand in ticket sales back. And I made a bit of money and then I posted those results. And I just followed that formula, you know. And um, the more people you connect with online uh, and the more people you talk to, Facebook will start showing your stuff organically to the right people and you start posting the results. And it just picks up and then you get another piece of work go overboard, over deliver, don't chase the money, have good conversations and learn and stuff like that. And it just will, it'll get momentum. And then what happened was because I was making the videos for the ads, in the end, I put a gig on a website called Fiverr, which is like a freelancer website where you can buy a logo or you could buy um, a video. And I just put a gig up there. It was like, I'll make you a compelling video ad for $40 or something like that. And someone placed an order. And I was still working in my other job. And I thought, oh, well, I'll just try make them a video, see if see if they buy it, you know. Uh, and then I spent a few hours on it, got $40. And long story short, over like eight or nine months, that has escalated to being a full-time income, just Fiverr. Uh, I don't do the Facebook ads anymore because the videos kicked off. And what would happen was, is like, if if someone said, oh, can you move a bit of text on that video? If I couldn't, I would go and find out how to do it. And I'd find the software and I'd get it done. Even if it took me 10 hours at the start, you know, I was just like, I'll just do it because it's all going to help in the long run. I stopped that gambling mindset of short term wins and started that mindset of just long term business in the in the relevant um you know it's relevant in this age really making videos and stuff like that and and then i realized that there's just a massive market for for videos uh some of the biggest entrepreneurs uh and and influencers if you like are on instagram now and instagram is is videos people scroll through it and watch videos it's the most relevant sort of media format at the moment yet making a video requires skill and i spent eight or nine months just leveling up every video just pushing to make them better and better to the point now where i have too many orders and i have two designers um i've been trying out different people and i've got two designers that now actually make videos for me as well and the business is getting to the point where i can actually work on getting more work in and more designers and scaling it because it got to the point where scalability was limited to my own time and I was just, just doing 10 hours a day and making videos and there was only so much money you can make in that time so that's when you hit the point where you need to delegate it out you know and it, it's just like it blows my mind every month is, is just it's doubling up every month for the last like three months and um, I just didn't expect that so I, I suppose the main point to take from it is that like even this this is why you shouldn't this is why i say massive action over perfection is because i started with the boxes with amazon and then the drop shipping and then the facebook ads and then the videos so imagine i just spent forever trying to get the amazon thing perfect it was never the the thing that was going to get me anywhere anyway so that's what i mean about like procrastinating over doing something until you until you you just have to get it going and if you make mistakes you just move forward just move on with it and um shrug it off big time and you have to just thicken your skin and just and just march on through it um and eventually you'll find your thing one way and if you don't it's a fulfilling experience doing something 
stepping outside of your comfort zone and sort of like leaving leaving the the normal uh, in quotations the normal world behind the Monday to Friday and and the um, drinking on the weekend when you ditch that and start start I suppose you know like even even it's sad but when you when you stop uh, making an effort so much to like keep up with with social circles you quickly realize that these people aren't that bothered if you do your own thing as well which was like an eye-opener but you know um it gives you more time to really just do what do what you want to do and get where you want to get um yeah so i mean like it's great it's crazy at the moment i've got i've got people making videos for me i'm working on a website working on running ads to that website which is all just a combination of what i've learned over time and um yeah excellent i'm uh well chuffy as you know uh what's the name of your go on uh give yourself a plug go on um okay but be careful with this one <laughs> it's uh, it's simply vids but it's t- there's a hyphen don't put it in google without a hyphen um you get some naughty stuff come up i bought <laughs> i bought the website before i knew and if you type simply vids into google well there's a lot of um, naughty videos. That, um, no, so so it's Simply Vids on Facebook. It's uh, Simply Vids, Simply Vids Marketing um, on Instagram. And um, yeah, so so we just make the, I think the, the USP, like what I'm trying to get at is that I have that whole background of like getting so involved in the marketing that the videos are made to be succinct and get people to buy whatever it is you're trying to sell whereas a lot of these companies try and bang out a lot of videos a pretty video is good but then one that is got to catch your audience's attention hook them in with the the you know the script and it's got to sell the product pretty quickly as well because we got like no attention span so so that's what that's where I'm going with it at the moment I want it to be I don't want to be doing loads of videos I want high quality videos um for decent uh with decent clients you know who really want to smash smash their businesses out and um scale it and um it's it's good because it it gets me gets me work with ads um i mean the warmest lead you could ever get is someone saying i want a facebook video ad if you want if you want facebook ads clients well i sort of kind of hit the hit the gap in the market there because everyone's trying to work out how to get facebook ads clients will go and do something that everybody, every business, every business needs. They need creatives made and things like that, you know, for their Facebook ads. So it's kind of like, um, that's how, that's how I even got my, my clients for the actual, you know, the marketing side of it as well. They'd come for a video and I'd say, well, how, how are you going to go about, um, targeting your audience on Facebook? And they're like, well, I don't really know, you know, so it's, it's a good way for me to share, that knowledge as well and i'm just going with the flow i literally every day i don't know what's going to happen day in day out but i try and stick to a schedule stay healthy stay sober um and just over deliver at all times and just know that that if when you put the work in whether it's up or down it will come back to you in droves like i i aimed in january i recorded a video of myself in my car for accountability because i'd done this this challenge and it was like publish every day um accountability blah 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 i recorded a video of myself saying i don't know 
what's going to happen, but I have a feeling that something's good good's going to happen this year. And I, I reckon I might get out of my job by December, and that was in January, and I quit in April. So, like, when you you, I can't stress enough. If there's any any part of you that just just wants to make a big change, go and um, just go all in on it, own it, and um, just be the person that you you can you want to be in the future. I don't drink. Um, I don't I don't drink. I train. I save. I'm gonna work. Uh, I'm gonna work online. I'm gonna be out of this job. As soon as you start telling yourself that, you'll start like be becoming that person you you know your subconscious mind will lead you to doing the things to get out of that job and be that person so um the more you tell yourself ah oh, but what if or you know this and that might happen someone said something the more you do that the more you're going to fill your thought with thoughts with doubts and, and negative things that are going to lead you away from from your path well i think um well, I know you've done amazingly well in such a short space of time. Cheers, guys. Uh, what What is your ambitions with the business? I mean, where would you like to be in, say, the next 10 years, both personally and professionally with the business? Well, I went away recently. Um, here's a little bit I didn't tell you. Uh, I went away to Spain, so everything was, was kicking off, and um, I quit the job, and I felt like, the next logical step is to live that laptop lifestyle that everyone dreams about. But I went, I went to Spain and long story short, I missed my gym. I missed training in jujitsu. I, I didn't realize like how much that sort of kept me together in a pulling me apart kind of way. Um, but the, the, there's, you need the, the, it does get intense and I think you need the mental, you've got the, you, you need that detach. Uh, that release especially if you're not drinking and stuff you can take the edge off with sport and there was now now I've been away and I tried it it was hot it was it was tiring because it was noisy I didn't like it I know that that all, all I really focus on now is that I got clarity that I want to s smash my business do my work um but also just be at peace in my mind I I, I want to get a hold of my anxiety I have panic attacks uh, it happens a lot from staying up late and being wired into this whole thing. So now I want to be at home, be healthy, sober, train, compete to the highest level. And I want to take my business where it goes. But I don't really have I, It's each day because of just the I know just I'm on the path and it's it, and it's sort of set for me. Um, it just seems to I seem to work better that way taking each day as it comes ideally well i would i would love to hit a 10 grand a month profit i think everyone would love that but that's not in the big online space come back in a year and we'll see where it's at but right now to make 10 grand profit in a month like after everything's paid said and done 10 grand profit in a month while working less than i used to work would just be amazing and it's and it's not for the money i never cared about material things i don't care about clothes watches or driving flashy cars i don't care about any of that i never have but it would just be the it would just be a testament really you know to to be able to go from feeling so shit to hitting 10 grand profit in a month and being fully in control of that money and not having no impulse to spend it that would just be an amazing, liberating feeling. Um, I'd like to 
treat my mum. Um, I want to retire her. I'll retire. I'll retire my mum. That would be a great goal. So she doesn't have to. She had an accident and she banged her head uh, like two years ago. She's been really dizzy. She's been through an absolute nightmare. Um, and she supported me the whole way. So for her to not have to log on and do that shitty work anymore, that would be amazing. That's my goal. Well, you're certainly on the right trajectory. Uh, at least I think so anyway. Cheers, mate. Right, I'm going to start wrapping this up now. But uh, before we go, I'm just going to be 100% completely honest with, and straight with you now. Uh, everything that you've sort of been through, what you've done... Uh, I think you deserve so much respect for being 100% honest with yourself and taking accountability, uh, not looking for excuses, and you stood up for your own sort of uh, faults and errors, if you like. And what you've done to sort of address those issues and problems you've had, I think is absolutely 100% incredible. A phenomenal example you set that could help anyone else that may find themselves in a similar situation in any aspect of that. And... uh, the accountability, that's the uh, thats the first thing in anything, you know, in anything in life, actually acknowledging your mistakes rather than seeking to blame everything else but yourself. 100%. And I think you've done so well, and I'm really thrilled how well you've done. I've told you that, and uh, I wish you every success with it in the future, mate. Uh, mate, I really appreciate it. Um, honestly, it's... Um it, 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 made me, uh, it made me proud to actually get a message off you, and... Um, I've I, I've really enjoyed I've really enjoyed sharing this and I think if anyone can um, if anyone can benefit from it at all um, you know that's ju- that's just the best thing ever there's zero zero in this in this for me um, and yeah like you said take accountability for for your own for your own actions self awareness is just massive um, you know I haven't always been the nicest person either and I've I, and I've been re- uh, throughout this journey. I was really snappy. I wasn't supportive to the people who were supporting me as well. But I mean, to, you have to just don't get caught up in it and, and really look at yourself as well. Um, take you know, have a rain check uh, all the time and put time into the. Even though when you get on a spree of not putting in time into people who don't bother with you, you really have to appreciate those who do as well. Um, just like you have today so thanks very much brilliant and uh, thank you for coming on and sharing your story and i sincerely wish you all the best and every success in your endeavors mate okay no worries gav thank you and same back to you brilliant brilliant. thank you thank you cheers well folks i'm sure you'll agree that was a great discussion and hopefully it can at least give some inspiration to anyone who may be finding themselves in a particular difficult situation or a similar dark period of their lives um, that you can turn it around with the right attitude so thanks to Ryan Collins for coming on and sharing his story with us okay folks let me tell you about what I've got coming up on the next episode I'm going to be talking to a good friend and colleague of mine the treasurer of the Libertarian Party Brian Vickery and we're going to be discussing the Libertarian Party's monetary policy which will be published in their new manifesto and I am so looking forward to that one and speaking of the manifesto 
which sees its official launch in October, let me remind you of the superb and exclusive offer I have for you. The Libertarian Party's 2019 conference in Manchester on October 19th um, is where the manifesto will be officially launched, amongst other things. And tickets are still available, and you can get those through the party's official website, which is www.libertarianparty.co.uk, which will up there will be a link that takes you to the Eventbrite page to purchase your tickets. And I am giving you, my valued listeners, an exclusive discount of 25% off. All you have to do is, at the checkout page, use the code LIBERTARIAN123 for 25% off uh, the price of the tickets. That's LIBERTARIAN123, all one word, capital L, numbers 123. And you will have 25% off, and I look forward to seeing you October 19th in Manchester. Well, that's it from me. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. Regardless of the sounds of the